Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, imparts a new revelation of the Holy Spirit. Jesus wanted us to have the Holy Spirit, not only to be filled with His power, but also to have a daily reminder of His love for us and His desire for us to walk in oneness. We bless our children. They're going to go to a, a Bible class now with Ryan and Jason, and they're going to learn about receiving the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? So we bless that for them. So, are you guys ready for this this morning? Yes. We are celebrating the day of Pentecost, right? And it is interesting to be thinking a lot about this because Pentecost is a, a time of a big transition in the history of the church. You know, we read a lot about disciples. And a lot of us, we are very good disciples, right? We, we read about discipleship, to be a Christian, to be a disciple. But the, the reality is that to be a disciple was not enough. Those disciples, they were in a major transition because the Lord told them, it's better for you the Lord was the master, right? The disciple has a master, has a teacher. You're, you're, you're a disciple because you're learning from somebody. But the Lord told them, it's better for you that I go. And I know it's the Lord speaking because it's in red in my Bible. <laughs> so how would you feel if the Lord was... You were one, one of the disciples, and the Lord was speaking to you, saying, it's better for you that I go. It was a very difficult time for them. And it, it was right before the, the crucifixion. He was preparing his disciples, saying, it's better for you. And then in a matter of hours, he was crucified. Peter denied the Lord. Some left. I want to forget about all of this. Read about that in the disciples on the way to Emmaus. And the Lord appeared to them and explained to them in the scriptures what was happening, why it was happening. It was a very, very difficult time. And a lot of times we go through very difficult times in our walk with God and we do not understand what God is doing with us. But we have to trust that it's better for you that you go through this. Yes. It's better for you because I'm going to teach you and, uh, and on the other end of this transition you're going to be a different person. You're not going to be a disciple anymore. You're going to be an apostle. What is to be an apostle? You're going to be sent. You're going to be empowered. You're going to be equipped. You're not going to be a, a follower anymore. You're going to be a leader. Are you ready to be a leader? 
Are you ready to be equipped? Are you ready to be empowered? You know, and to leave a, a life behind of being a follower, of being a good Christian, being a disciple, and become an apostle? You know, we all make a big deal of the word apostle right now. But the word apostle just means sent. The one that was sent. That was part of the commissioning. I'm going to send you to all the nations to preach the gospel to all creation. But they could not do it before Pentecost. Without the day of Pentecost, you would only have a bunch of disappointed disciples. A bunch of frustrated, disillusioned. So, don't you think this is an important day? Because without the day of Pentecost, we would not be here. There would be no church. There would not be the Holy Spirit equipping the saints for the ministry. So we are thankful for the day of Pentecost, but we are looking for a greater day of Pentecost. We're believing for a, a, a greater fulfillment of the day of Pentecost because in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 says, It will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. All your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your old men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I, you know, I was thinking about the, the volcano. The volcano is a beautiful picture of what God wants to do. Because we all have this picture of the outpouring, right? And I, I have a different picture of what God is going to do in the end times. In the end times, it's not going to be necessarily, I think, an outpouring that you're going to be just here waiting and something is going to happen. No. It says that the knowledge of the Lord will fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. Where is that water come, going to come from? If you drink of this water, rivers of living water will flow from you. We should all become like a spring, like that volcano, gushing forth living waters, living waters, living water. Then when you have thousands and millions of living springs, the knowledge of the Lord will fill the earth as the water covers the sea. That's the new day of Pentecost. That we're not going to have a, a half a dozen or 12 apostles. We're going to have a church filled with the power. Lord bless us. So, I wish we had time. Can we just have the whole afternoon and read the whole God, all the, the New Testament together? 
you know, and then, you know, and then study the details of what was going on. You know, because you, you cannot just read this as, oh, this is something that, you know, 2,000 years ago, you have to put yourself there. Because that's what a lot of times is going on with us. You know, and, but you have to read about the disciples and see that they are just like you. And they were going through very difficult situations. Look at Peter. Peter said, no, Lord, I will never leave you. And the Lord said, hey, before sun is up, you're going to deny me. I will never deny you. Can you imagine how Peter felt? How he felt like he disappointed his master as, as a, a disciple. He denied his master. But the Lord was faithful to keep appearing to him and say, Peter, I'm here. I did not change. I knew it was going to happen. But wait, go back to Jerusalem now. Go back and wait. And then we read that in, in, in the day of Pentecost, in Acts 2, that they were all together in one accord, with one heart. And that oneness was the trigger for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And not only that, then they start speaking. Then they start speaking, like George was talking about. Everyone will prophesy. And they were not, it was not just the 12 apostles, it was 120. And then more were added. Lord, bless that for us. So, you guys ready to go on a journey with me this morning? Yes. I'm going to read out of the Gospel of John. Starting with John 13, you, you almost have to read the whole thing to the end, because it's like, it is like a sequence of the Last Supper, the crucifixion, the resurrection. But the Lord was not speaking parables to them. He was making it clear. But they were not listening. <laughs> and I, I, sometimes I wonder how much God is speaking to me and I'm not listening. And I'm not actually watching, understanding what God is doing. And I'm telling you, I, I have a list of things that I'm so excited about that God is doing. And God is moving. You know, but a lot of times the disciples were like, like no, but there's nothing happening. <laughs> there's nothing happening. Look around you. God is moving. And God, uh, we should be like, with our spiritual ears, be hearing the, the bones coming together. You know, the bones of a mighty army coming together because God is raising up a people. And we can just be looking in the past, oh, but I, I, I don't see anything. Open your eyes. Lord, open the eyes of your people. I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Like Paul was praying, Lord, we bless this. Amen. So now picture yourself 
you have this wonderful revelation of Jesus Christ. And you're walking with him. You left your boats, your families, your business. You left everything. And you're sitting at his feet learning. And he is putting up with you like nobody else ever did. <laughs> right? He was training them, teaching them. He was imparting to them. And they were like, man, this guy, he has so much knowledge. And not only that, now he's healing the sick. He's resurrecting the dead. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, wouldn't you want to be a follower of Jesus if he would come here today and start doing the same thing here in Maui? Wouldn't you want to leave everything behind? Say, I'm going to follow this guy. I want to learn. I want to learn the words of eternal life. That's what they did. So you're qualified for a good disciple. That's what a lot of us did with our lives. That's what we did. We left everything. And then John 16, 7. But I tell you the truth for your name there. It is better for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, your attorney, your advocate, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Lord, give us a trust that you have the best for us in your mind. Always. Even when we do not understand. But let's go to John 14, because I have a lot of awesome verses to read to you. Verse 14, look at this. Let's go to 13, 37. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, a rooster will not crow until you deny me three times. That would be harsh, right? What? You're not going to follow me, but wait. 14.1, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If we're not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. Speak to yourself. He went to prepare a place for me. He has a place for me. He is right now at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. Never forsook you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. There's a place prepared for you right now. But we are in the process of being 
prepared and ready to be in that place. Let's jump to verse 16. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him, because he abides with you and will be in you. This helper will be in you. I'm not going to be here. But it's better for you that I'm not here because then he will be in you. I'm not going to be limited in the flesh of one man, Jesus Christ. I'm going to be made available to all mankind. Anybody that wants. Anybody. This is not the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not like... The, you get in line, you know, when you're, you're coming like, through the gates or wherever the, you get, you don't get. You get, you don't get. He did not come to judge the world. He came to save the world. Let's jump to 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit... Whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things. Do you know all things? I don't. But maybe it's because I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to learn all things. I open my, my heart to the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Nor let it be fearful. Can we stop being troubled and fearful? Lord, bring the peace of your salvation, of your, of your love to our hearts in this relationship with the Holy Spirit. You heard that I said to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father for the Father is greater than I. Now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. Isn't that awesome? I'm telling you what's going to happen, exactly how it's going to happen. Because later, I'm going to come find you on the way to Emmaus. <laughs> and we're going to remember you, everything that I told you. And then the Holy Spirit is going to come and keep reminding you over and over and over and over. Everything that I'm telling you right now, because you're going to forget. Because you're not listening. But thank God the Holy Spirit will come because he will keep reminding you. God's plans for you before the foundation of the world. Lord, help us. This is like making 
very clear distinction here between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Even though they are one, they are three. The Father is greater than I. Verse 29, now I have told you before it happens, that so that when it happens, you may believe. I will not speak much more with you. For the ruler of the world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But so that the world, the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father commanded me. Get up. Let us go from here. So here he's saying, I'm going to the Father, but the Father is sending you the Holy Spirit. And it's better for you because then you will always have with you access. Access. Can you imagine having a smartphone in the 1500s? What good would it do to you? Nothing, because there is no internet. Right? But today, with the, your smartphone and the internet, you have access to all the information that you want. And that's the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, if you turn on your Wi-Fi, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you can be reminded and you can, you can learn anything that you want. You can ask him, why were you born the day that you were born? And what is God's plans for you? What is your destiny? What is your mission on this earth right now? And he will tell you. He will even help you. What are you supposed to do today? <laughs> And what are you, how are you supposed to pray for your family? And how are you supposed to pray for the president? You know, for what's happening in Venezuela right now, what's happening in the Middle East? We don't know. We don't know how to pray. But that's why we have the Holy Spirit. He intercedes for us. Romans 8. I am the true vine. John 15, 1. And my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Bear fruit. Bear fruit. How do you bear fruit? You stay connected to the vine. How? The Holy Spirit. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, so that it may bear more fruit. <laughs> Do you feel a little pruned? <laughs> he wants more fruit. He wants more fruit out of his vine. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Are you going through a dry season and not much fruit? How is your abiding in him? 
How is your openness to the leading of the Holy Spirit? I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It's pretty clear, right? <laughs> and, but we keep trying. <laughs> I can do it. God, wait. I got it. I got it. I know I'm going to solve all my problems and then I will come to church. And he said, no, 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 no. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Only when you abide in me, only when you are led by my spirit, only when you heed to the words, only when you listen and you walk and you apply and you exercise what the word is telling you, that's when you bear fruit. Are you guys still with me? Yes. Verse 9. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. Oh man, this verse here should eliminate forever any doubt, any question about being loved. If you have the Holy Spirit, it's because it is the proof of his love for you. You guys get that? Yes. It is God's best, the greatest. It's better for you that I go because then I'm going to give you the proof of my love for you. I'm going to brand you. You know, like the, you brand cattle. I'm going to brand you with the Holy Spirit saying, this one is mine. You belong to him. He bought you. <laughs> like, you know, you buy cattle. <laughs> but he bought us because he loves you. And the proof of that is like, is that Holy Spirit. You're marked, you're chosen before the foundation of the world. Lord, give us a belief. Verse 15. No longer do I call you slaves. For the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Whatever you ask. Is it in James that says that we, we have not because we ask not? And when we ask, we ask wrongly? Why? Because we are asking with our minds. You're not asking with the Holy Spirit. So that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. This, is, this I command you, that you love one another. Verse 26, when the Helper comes, 
whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. And you will testify also because you have been with me from the beginning. One day we'll talk about that from the beginning. <laughs> what is it? The beginning of the three and a half years of Jesus' ministry in the, the earth? Or from the beginning of creation? When we were chosen, we were predestined. Romans 8 again. And then he was not only talking to, from the beginning to the, those 12, 120 disciples. He was talking to whoever comes to believe in him. And you will testify with me because you were with me from the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning, Genesis 1-1, right? Let's jump to John 16. Are you guys enjoying this? Yes. I bless this for us. Yes. Lord, I was going to say, revive your church. Nah. Start all over again. Come with the fire. <laughs> you know, and burn everything that needs to be burned. Shake everything that must be shaken. In Corinthians talks about, you know, Jesus is the foundation. Be careful how you build. And we know that a lot of things were built on the church that were not really right. But it says that, you know, you have to build with gold, silver, precious stones, right? And whoever brings wood, hay, watch out because the, the inspector will come and put fire. What is a fire? The Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes... It's going to burn a lot of things in the church. And only the purity will remain. So instead of saying, revive, let's, you know, let's patch up the church. Say, no, come with a bulldozer, Holy Spirit, and make it right. Yeah. Make us led by your Holy Spirit so that we do not make the same mistakes anymore. 16.1, these things I have spoken to you so that you may be kept from stumbling. <laughs> A little late, I'm sorry. No, Lord, we say we are going to be kept from stumbling from this day on. Because we're going to relate to your Holy Spirit in a new way. Verse 5, but now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said this thing to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Right? Can you imagine those guys? But wait, I left everything to follow you. Right? I mean, that, that was one of the conversations. The birds have nests, the fox have holes, but the Son of Man has no place. And the disciples were going like, oh my God, did I do the right thing with my life? <laughs> Have you ever asked yourself that once or twice? <sighs> Lord, was that a, a really a good decision, a smart decision? You know? Seven. But I tell you, 
the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Verse 12, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. That, I don't like that verse, <laughs> to be honest with you. But that's fine. Why? What is, what is he saying? There's a process of being able to bear. The Holy Spirit and the Father, they are faithful and a wise Father. That he will not give to us anything that we cannot bear. But it is up to us to be willing to bear more. Does it make sense? You can't just be happy in the nursery and the Holy Spirit is going to be faithful to nurse you. And he will keep saying the same verse to you. I have many more things to teach you. But you still need milk. By this time you should be eating a big juicy steak later. Does it make sense? But the disciples, they were still struggling. They were still asking, can I sit at the right hand? <laughs> That's why they could not bear anything more. Because they were still walking in the flesh. They, there was still division among them. Competition. And that ended on the day of Pentecost with the Holy Spirit, where they became one. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. I live for that. We do not have to walk blindly, yeah. not knowing what's to come. If I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, I should know what is to come. It says that he does nothing without first revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. Why? The prophets have the vision of the Holy Spirit. I love this. And he will disclose to you what is to come. Verse 26. In that day, you will ask in my name, And I do not say to you that I will request of the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from the Father. Isn't that awesome? In that day, you're not going to need a, a middle man anymore. And God and Jesus Jesus, can you ask the Father, please? And then Jesus goes, Father, can you do that for Donnie? 
No, you ask the Father, and the Father will answer you because He loves you, like I read before, just as He loved me. Can we, we change that this morning? Because this is, this is huge. Okay, I am verse 20 now. Truly, truly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will be turned into joy. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. Because then they received the fulfillment of everything that Christ was speaking to the disciples in this process here. Verse 23, in that day, you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be made full. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language. And now is coming when I will no longer speak to you in language only, but I will tell you plainly of the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will request of the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from the Father. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. I'm leaving the world again and going to the Father. I just bless this for us. Lord, you know, it's interesting on the way to Emmaus. You know, when the disciples were walking and like disappointed after the, the crucifixion, and then the Lord appeared and walking with them and said, like, what is going on? And he started explaining to them the scriptures. And then they invited him to stay and, and eat with them. And when he broke bread, they recognized him. Their eyes were open. And, but then they said, weren't our hearts burning when he was walking and it's explaining the scriptures to us. And I, I say, Lord, Holy Spirit, come and make our hearts burn. Yes. And make alive the scriptures to us. Yes. Make alive, you know, the, 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 you are the scriptures. You are the word made flesh. Holy Spirit, make the, the revelation of who Jesus Christ is alive to us in the word. 17.1 Jesus spoke these things, and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh. To all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, 
glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. The glory that he had from the beginning. Go before Genesis 1. I have manifested your name to the men whom you, have, you gave me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words which you gave me, I have given to them, and they received them, and truly understood that I came forth from you, and they believed that you sent me. Verse 15, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. We are not going to get into that one. It was like, I'm not going to ask you for you to save them from what they are going through right now. They are going to have to go through this next days, 50 days, until Pentecost. And they're going to go through trials and tribulations. And he told Peter, Satan is asking permission to sift you. And he said, I'm not going to ask you, the Father, to take you out of the world. I'm going to pray that your faith does not fail. Okay, verse 20. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. That's her name right there in the Bible. That's where you, you raise your hand. That's me. <laughs> Jesus spoke about me. I'm happy. I'm feel included. <laughs> that I was not even there. I was not even born. And he was thinking about me already. And he was already asking the Father on my behalf. I do not ask on behalf of this alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us. So that the world may believe that you sent me. What happens with the Trinity if we are included? That's a heavy, loaded theological question. Don't ask that for any theologian. What happens? When you are included in the Trinity and you become one with Him and the Father and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I love that. That they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us. So that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one. Sometimes I wonder if this glory is not the glory that came upon him, the Holy Spirit, when he was baptized by John the Baptist. And he saw and they heard the voice, this is my beloved son. And the Holy Spirit came and remained. And he's saying, 
The glory that you have given me, I give to them. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity. Do you want to be per perfected? Nobody wants to answer yes. that. Do you want to be perfected? Yes. This is how, in unity. In unity, we are made perfect. It is Ephesians 4. Through that which every joint supplies, the body makes increase of itself in love, speaking the truth in love. Now, but I, I cannot hear the truth from that person. Great. Don't be made perfect. Great. Don't grow up. Amen. Okay. I'm having too much fun now. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. Father, this is Jesus speaking to the Father. This should be some, have some weight for us, right? You shouldn't go, man, this is, I'm not going to question this one. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you, and this have known that you sent me, and I have made your name known to them, and will make it known so that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. I bless this for us. One thing that we were talking about last night is, is a, a, a repentance of the times that we quench or we grieve the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit kind of becomes kind of distant because we are not heeding, we're not hearing, we're not listening, we're not acting. And I bless that for us, Lord, make this day of Pentecost be a, a reconnection or a greater awareness of the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are gifts that will come, but the Holy Spirit in itself is a gift. Yes. And it is our connection. It's the way to learn, to be reminded, to be changed. He said, the Holy Spirit will come and He will teach you. And then the Father and I will come and take our abode in you. Why? Because he said, you cannot bear, I have many more things to tell you now, but you cannot bear them. But with the Holy Spirit, you're going to keep learning, 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 and being reminded. 
And then at one point, you're going to be ready. And then when you're ready, the Father and I will come and take our abode in you. Amen? Amen. We bless this. We bless this. Lord, we connect with you. We thank you. We worship you. We magnify you. And we say, Lord, we repent of not having a, a, an understanding or awareness of the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Let's stand up. Bless us just to take a moment in this worship. You know, that's why we, we take times here to worship in the Spirit. Paul said, I pray with my understanding and I pray in the Spirit. I sing with my understanding and I sing in the Spirit. You know, and said, sing to the Lord a new song. Everything with my mind is old. <laughs> Only with the Holy Spirit I am able to sing to the Lord, connect my spirit with His spirit, and, and make a, a, a fellowship of spirits. So that's why it's important when we're worshiping in the spirit, just let it flow, speaking tongues. You know, and connect with the Lord and say, Lord, thank you. Now, let this anointing Change me. Be not conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. How do we do that? You delete your hard disk and you download a new bank of memories from the Holy Spirit. Put on the mind of Christ, it says. And that's what we're looking for. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.